Hey everybody, Jimmy Warren here. Welcome to this new edition of Guitar Talk on this Wednesday, April 13th. Man, we've got a great show in store. Before I get into the show, I want to let you know that Guitar Talk is doing its very first buy, sell, and trade guitar show. That's right, the Chicago Regional Guitar Show. It's going to take place in Kankakee, Illinois at the Kankakee Fairgrounds, just south of the city of Chicago. On Sunday, July 17th, we've got dealers from all over the country coming in. It's, uh, you know, buy, sell, trade. We've got vintage. We've got new. We've got used guitars, amps, banjos, stomp boxes. You name it. Everything's going to be there. Now, if you want to know how you can get admission at a discounted price right now, just go to guitartalkofficial.com. You'll see the tab for the Chicago Regional Guitar Show. And if you're a vendor or an exhibitor and you want to get a booth, you can do that too at the very same location. That's at guitartalkofficial.com in the tab uh, Chicago Regional Guitar Show. It's going to be a great time. There's going to be an after party uh, afterwards with four-time Grammy-nominated guitarist Denny Jehosa. Uh, details on that are going to come out real soon, but right now you can get your discounted admission for $15 at the website. It will be $20 at the door. And of course, as I said, the vendors can get their stuff there. It's going to be a great time. So go there and get all the information and check it out. It's going to be awesome. Now, my guest today is uh, somebody that I had connected with on social media a long time ago. We've kind of become internet friends, if you will. We've, you know, we spoke and stuff, but uh, uh, he's he's really a good guitar player, you know, well-rounded. He's known for smooth jazz, but he's also, you know, fluent in blues and some rock and R&B and funk. Uh, I mean... You know, he lives in Georgia, but he flies to California and Chicago and all over the place and does these really cool shows. He's got some albums out. I think he's got a new one that uh, just came out. And so uh, I think that you're going to dig this. You know, his name is John Kerry. And, uh, you, you know, I hope that you'll follow him on social media because you can definitely do that. You're going to find this to be a really great interview. He's a really cool cat. So without further ado, here you go. John Kerry on Guitar Talk. <laughs> Are you getting a hold or having me or holding me or what? No, I got all of you. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I got I got all of you. Cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Where there's a will. <laughs> I'm sitting here, man. Uh, I'm, I got a show on the 60th. Well, I got a show in California on the... Uh, Next, I mean, Friday, this Friday coming, and that's my blue show. And then I have, uh, I'm playing behind these ladies that does Aretha Franklin and Gladys Knight. So I'm playing behind them, uh, and they got the rehearsal Sunday. So they sent me a list of 28 songs to learn between tonight and Sunday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but they're all Aretha Franklin tunes, so you'll be able to blow through them. I should be able to. I, I was going, I was listening yeah. to them today. I was like, okay, I remember those. I remember them. You know, it's like I don't play behind female vocalists a lot, you know, right? Them, but 
man, I was like 28 songs. God, have mercy. Yeah. Be with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I played with Gladys Knight and I remember the first time that I got all the material and that I was like, I don't even really need this because I've been listening to these songs my whole life. <laughs> Your whole life, right. You know what I mean? It's like, right. you know, I could, I could feel my way through these, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, right. that's really cool. Well, you just had an album come out not that long ago. Am I correct? Right, exactly. The Journey Home uh, went number one in the UK. Um, just blessed, man. I mean, yeah, they still playing songs off of it. It's, it's, a, it's a year old now. Yeah. And uh, the, the DJs call it, they still, they still loving it. And it's cool. It, it, you know, we don't get, I don't get that much respect here in the States. Yeah. You know, uh, because I didn't join the click thing, you know. Uh, right. And I don't have $11,000 per record to put out. So I just don't. So I, I mean, DJs in, in the UK, just, just send me your stuff, man. We yeah. Love, you know. Yeah. So do you use, I know there's some, uh, there's some, some, uh, radio promotion tools that are out there that you can sign up and you can upload all your stuff to it. And that and DJs that are on there can, can pull from your stuff or you can send it to yeah, them. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple, but I, I mean, I've, over the last 10 years, I've built up a good relationship with, with uh, the DJs that I deal with personally. Yeah. UK, especially the UK. Here, I'm, I'm still working on some of them here. But yeah. in the UK, I got a really good thing. Actually, they, they sent for me to, to, to come over, and it's like not really traveling that far doing COVID, you know, all that kind of stuff going on. So, but um, really, really, when you get to meet those guys like over there, it's just different. It's a difference between. Yeah. personalities their, their feel of music i can send blues i can send jazz i can send funk they're gonna play it it's all on one station yeah you know? and they just they send it they send it to each dj that's working for the station you know so it's like it's a big difference yeah big difference. yeah yeah well that's one of the things that's cool about you is that you know you don't you have your foot or i should say you have your feet and if you use this analogy, it makes it sound like you have more than two feet. But <laughs> sometimes I think <laughs> you, you got you got your foot in blues and jazz and blue jazz and R and B, and you got your hands in a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I I made it a point to learn as a kid, learning everything. You know, because I'm I'm from Chicago, as you as you know, and and yeah. uh, Southside Chicago, Ida B. Wells projects. And so, growing up, growing up, uh, hearing everybody, everybody on my block. I mean, there's, I live on 37. Okay, so you count the streets 37, 43, there's checkerboard, 40, 48, there's this, there's, you know, all these clubs, so Buddy Guy's place, and all these different places is all around me. And on my way to school, I would always walk by, there would be John Lee Hooker, there'd be Muddy Waters sitting outside on, on the back porch, you know, playing. And so it's like this, all this bluesy influence was automatic, you know, but when I get home, I want to, I want to play James Brown. I want to play Carlos Santana. Hendrix was hot, you know, so yeah. you want to, you want to grab as a guitar player, you want to gravitate to all of those things. So it's like, right. You know, I, I just wanted to learn how to play every, everything. Right. Know, so so ha have you ever, or I should say, was there a time 
where you thought, well, I'm just going to go down this path. Like I'm, I'm going to be a bluesman, right? Let's say that, you know, was there ever a path where I'm just going to play blues or I'm going to try to, to just be a smooth jazz? Cause let, let's face it. It's tough getting into the blues market because, well, it, it's, it's a, pardon my French here. It's a fucked up market. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For yeah. a lot of reasons. And then smooth jazz went away. What oh. the hell happened? <laughs> no. So look, uh, I got two blue CDs, right? Yeah. Ready to go. Ready to go. Music, 10 songs each, right? Scared to put them out because the fact is I don't want to play for $40 no more. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to go and spend eight hours at somebody's gig and make $60. You Mm -hmm. know, I, 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 I'm not there yet, you know? Okay. So now that made me say, okay, put those on hold, okay, and let's do smooth jazz. So this guy challenged me. He says, you, I bet you can't play, I, he told me, I bet you can't play smooth jazz. And I'm thinking, what is it to play smooth jazz? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it ain't jazz jazz. It ain't like, it's like, okay, so I sat down and I wrote 10 songs, mm-hmm. right? Put them all together, call some of my buddies to play saxophone and trumpet and stuff, you know? and keys and i was like okay song's done cd is done now what what's next now what what's the next challenge here you know so it's like yeah and and like i said the song the the cd went number one period yeah so i'm 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 at that point of where you know i'm at where i don't want to be signed with anybody because i don't i don't i like jumping into different genres of music you know right just that containment is just you know, I tell my buddies, man, I love y'all. I love when you play blues and, you know, hooray for Kingfish and all these guys, man. But I want to play blues when I want to play blues. Right. You know, right. So it's like, that's, it, that's pretty much, uh, and, you know, I can probably hang pretty much with the best of them, you know, but is is when, when I want to do that, you know? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's there's a a lot of guys that uh, you know, I I know guys that are really well known guitar players that have released albums in different genres, but they've all done it under a different name, right? Because they don't want you know they're in a lane, and you know, and their fans are in that lane. And so they're afraid that if they go over here, you know, and they yeah. do something a little bit different, they might lose yeah. fans. Yeah. And I, I always think that's kind of a, a, a shame because, you know, I personally, you know, the lane means absolutely nothing to a guy like me. You know, the only thing that counts is, you know, the music and the music. talent and what's, what's coming across, you know? Exactly. You know, yeah. You know, when they got into the whole thing, when DJs and record labels or whoever was the guilty party to start the whole, let me put this guy in a box thing. Right. You know, when they started doing that, well, then that's when the industry, in my opinion, really became crappy because. Exactly. You know, because you you just look at the the, the Grammys that just happened. It's like, okay, so yeah, we, there had some, some great blues players that, that won a Grammy. But you didn't show them. Yeah. You, you rather show this shake your booty kind of stuff or whatever it, <laughs> right. it is, you know. You'd rather show that because why? If you give people a chance to see 
that there's some great musicians out there, man. I mean, great, just great players. But these people that's winning awards and stuff, they they can't play that blues. They they can't play it. It, You know, it's like, you know, it's a shame how we're conditioned, not us, but a, a certain amount of people is conditioned to like, not like what the masses say, y'all shouldn't like that. Y'all yeah. shouldn't like that, you know, like yeah. this, like the and like the radio saying, they say, well, oh, we play we play this one record a hundred times a day. What's the reason why you play that a hundred times a day? Somebody's paying you to do that. Yeah. You know, I had a record out in, in uh 80, 88, 89, and we went to uh the radio station KGLH in LA and the guy had my, our record had just came in, out and uh, Luther Vandross' record had just came out. <laughs> it was so funny. The guy looked at, he held my record up and he held Luther Vandross' record up. He said, okay, they're sending me $4,000 a week. How much can you guys send? Yeah. And we were like, yeah, yeah. Match that. Yeah. So we can't it's, get airplay. Right. It's it's tough. It's really really tough, and but not just that, but the whole blues market itself is tough. What is it? One percent? Oh yeah. Of the of the music market, yeah. you know, I I I was it's funny. I was just having a conversation. I don't know if you know J uh, J W Jones, but he's a Canadian blues guitarist, really uh-huh. good. And I was having a conversation with him because we've known each other for 10 years. Wow. And he's been in the blues, you know, genre this whole time. Nothing but blues. Very traditional guy. Right. And it's like, you know, I asked him, I said, how are we going to move that 1% make it 3%? Right. How are we going to do that? Right. You know, what's it going to take? And he was like, I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's going to take uh radio stations to to uh, uh have DJs like we used to be I mean mm-hmm. you know being from Chicago it's like okay we had blues stations we had stations WVON at night played blues I mean they played yeah. other stuff too but you knew you was gonna hear some buddy guy you knew you was gonna hear some of this good stuff you know and it's like now it's like if you don't stream it you don't hear it yeah Right. You know, if you don't YouTube it, you don't hear it. It's like it's it's crazy. Right. You know. So right. I, yeah, it's gonna take a whole lot of. Yeah. That's got somebody's got some money. Got to open up some stations and say, no, we play blues. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's really nothing. Uh, the majority are college stations. You right. know that that have somebody. You know, usually. You know, f- forgive me for saying this, but it's usually an old white guy. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah, I love the guy. blues. And yeah. so, yeah. oh, Muddy Waters. And, yeah. Right. And uh, he's he's plugging away, man. And he's connected to those blues societies in his community. Right. But it's it's mostly them. There's not a lot of mainstream stations at all. It's not. Yeah. That dude, that's like very, very, very few. And then, you, you know, then you got XM. But, you know, XM isn't the same no. as it was when Bill Wax and Tony Coulter and, you know, those guys were on there. I mean, it's just not the same to me. But, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough doing blues. And, and where do you go to make real money? Right. That's the, that's the problem. Like I say, I, 
this thing I'm doing Friday, you know, I in order for me to make some money, is that if I was if I was still local in California, they would have tried to get me for a couple of hundred dollars. Yeah, okay? which would have been probably okay for the, the local musician. But since I moved now, I'm I'm I don't want to use the words like celebrity or whatever, but I'm coming back. And when yeah. I come back, like I saw the write up, it's like, oh, the legend, this, this, that, please. You know, I'm the same guy that left. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing different. But right. the point right. I'm, I'm covering now from Georgia, which is supposed to make me a couple of extra dollars more. So yeah. when I when I the lady asked me, said, Well, how much will it be? I says, Well, you know, it's fifteen hundred. Yeah. Just thinking that she's gonna say, Nah, we're not gonna do that. She's like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. We got you. Yeah. Like, this is the same gig that I would have played if I was there. would have kind of given me $200 for. I love it. You're yeah, that's, isn't that crazy? crazy. You, you want to know something, you know, for, for a long time, I, you know, I, I had good success in the Midwest, right? But right, then, right. then I got out of music, and then when I came back, it was like I felt like I just couldn't get ahead. I couldn't get anywhere at all. And so what I did was was I started booking. Actually, for me, it was California. You know, the same same places, uh, Biscuits and Blues, the Arcadia. Right. right. You, know, right. The, you know, the Cafe Boogaloo and, you know, all those kinds of places. And uh, I started doing really well. You know, I was playing here in town and, you know, making seven, eight hundred bucks playing out there, making a couple of grand, right. you know, and right. being able to go. And then I come back home and people want me to play for, you know, 500 bucks or 700 right. bucks or whatever. Right. And it's like, you know, and it, it took me, it took me and I know it's, I know it's to work that way for other people too, but it took me to go outside of my area yeah, completely, you know, yeah. because well, one Chicago is inundated with uh really great really great musicians and a lot of blues bands and you know yeah. so yeah it, it's loaded man and, and like I, I like me and rico we talk every day so you know rico McFarland, yeah, i do i do uh so we talk every day and it's like i mean he's been his whole life basically he's been playing behind somebody else but yeah since you know uh sugar uh who you name it you name it he's right 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 so now he, he wants to do him, right? Yeah. And I was like, dude, it's hope you're ready. I hope you're ready for this, this thing because people don't treat you the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't treat right. you now. Okay, so now everything's on you. So okay, so when you <laughs> when you go make the deal, they're looking at okay, so why I have to pay you that kind of money, and we've been getting you locally right. here any way it go you know for right. you know, eight nine hundred dollars you know so it's like just don't just be ready man because it's, it's different it's, it's different it it is it is completely different you know going from being a sideman to being uh an artist is i mean not only is it challenging from you know the the venue perspective and the bookings and stuff like but the whole business aspect of it is it's completely different mm-hmm. in that and uh and you're right you know you can't you you have to step away from the places that you used to play for right. 
seven hundred dollars, and now right. you got to play different places, right? Because the truth is, I mean, I, I I know Rico to be you know a flat out amazing guitar player. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a he is a he is a great guitar player, and, and the fact that he's played with all those people is really cool. But the truth is. There's a lot of great guitar players out there that have the same kind of resume mm. that he's competing with now. Yeah, yeah. So you're on a whole, you, yeah, you, you're on a different <laughs> lane from where you were. Yeah. Right you're, now, you're not the you're not the side man now. You're the right. guy. So, but by you being the guy, there's ten more of you guys yep. trying to get that same lane. Yeah, and that lane is only going to hold, especially for blues. You know, you, yeah. get, you just look at even at the uh, the Grammys. What what was it? Six, seven people out of seven people they picked. You know, one guy's like, "Come on, man! I mean, you know, you got all these great artists that put out blues albums. You know, you, the albums that they didn't even heard of, haven't yeah. even heard of them yet. You right. Know? So that, that's the weirdest thing, man. It's like, and like I'm sitting here with my, I'm like, no rush. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, yeah, you don't have a deal. And when you get a record, when you get a blues record deal, oh man. Yeah. You're giving away the farm. The I've tissues. had three of them and they've all been. <laughs> you give it away. Yeah. 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 You don't make no money off of oh, that. No. That's, that's for no. sure, you know. But uh, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. But you know what? In, in some ways, it's actually it's actually good to be reserved right now and my, this is just my opinion because one of the things that I've noticed is that getting gigs is extremely tough right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard it, to me it seems harder than it's ever really been before because you got venues that aren't sure you know if they want to even really do anything because right. of staffing and money and covid and right. then you got places that are saying well i had all these other guys booked you know from 20 and 21 and i got to filter all them through mm-hmm. and then there's people saying i'm not going to take on any new bands because we're not sure what's really going to happen so we're right. going to stick with the few people you know that go around but at and but at the same time you have places that are saying well we've been hurt by the pandemic too so therefore we got to pay you less yes exactly exactly you know? exactly that's what happened in california uh one of the places that i used to play at uh the guy actually shut down he's like yeah he's done he had two places he closed them one in marina valley one in palm spring he's like no i, I can't do it yeah can't do it because there's no way for me to make that money back yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but you know, you look. I'm looking at it at, at it as a as a musician, saying, "How many of us have you just put out of work?" Yeah, you know, you, this was the weekend spot. This was the spot, not just the weekend. This was six nights a week. There yeah. was always live music, you know. So, and you know, when you tell somebody, "Okay, well, six nights a week, this these two spots are not available anymore," that's a lot of people going to, you know. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's kind of crazy. It almost makes you want to just sit back and kind of feel this thing out for another six months or so and see what's going to happen because, you know, who knows? You don't know. Is there another variant around the corner that's going to shut it all down again and put another, you know, half the venues out of business and, you know, and, and how does a guy, you know, who's making, 
three grand a night say, okay, I got to cut that back to $1,200. Right. right. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. And they got five people in the band. It's like, right. how do you do it? You know? How do you do it? How do you do it? And it's, yeah. it's understandable both ways because if, yeah. if you was the club owner and you look at it like, okay, well, I mean, when they said, when they say that you have, that the club owner have to have half the capacity now. Okay. So if you haven't, if you used to having 300 people, now you can only have 150 people and you still need me to pay you $2,000. Okay, mm, that's, that's, you know, that's a little yeah. thing there because I'm not going to make my $2,000 back unless everybody in the place buy five, six drinks, you know? Yeah. So, right, right. You know? And so it's it's a different, It's this, this COVID has set us to a situation where, like I told my friend, so you know what? The only thing that I can say that it did really, it put everybody at an equal ground. Yeah, we're all equal now. The 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 high society, the the all the guys that was making fifty thousand and and ten twenty thousand dollars a night. Oh no, you're back where we're at. Yeah, you might not be as low as we're at, but you're yeah. back to the point of where you got to make that phone call. Yeah, you, know, you got to call and and see if if somebody's going to be open to take you into their place. You know. And yeah, I know out here in Georgia, there's about three or four places that actually stayed open, but they changed their uh, weekends. I mean, they changed their weekdays to their weekends now. Yeah, you know, and it's cool. You know, it, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, so a while back, you know, I saw you uh, uh, unveil and play. Uh, uh, pink Schechter guitar. That's my baby. She's right here. <laughs> is, that, is, is that your number one now? Because you were a Strat guy. Yeah, no, I I still have my SRV. Yeah. And I uh, still have my Hendrix. Uh, but yes, yeah, she's man. For some reason, I just grab it because it just it's like I got a case over the uh, case of guitars over there and another case of guitars over here. So it's like, but this one is always sitting out. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> you know, like, like you're just sitting out right there. It's like, okay, it's easy to grab. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, so the fret on that, did you put the, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, huh? I, did. I did all of the, all of the fret work. Yeah. On the, all of that on there. Changing yeah. it up. I got other stuff to do, which is like, no, nah, I don't want to make it too out there. Just like, I want to kind of keep the, the, the signature stuff going on, you know, I'm, but right. I was, I was actually surprised the tone. I was I had not played Schechner. I actually had gave away get I had did a thing for uh, uh kids graduating from high school and the ones who had the best grades, I would give a guitar away. So at one time I had about 15, 16 guitars. And so I went to Guitar Center. I'm like, okay, I gave away enough of my guitars. Can I get a couple of guitars from you guys? And so the manager was like, uh, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm giving away the high school kid. He said, oh, sign this. Sign the paper. They gave me two Shetners, right? Yeah. I mean, they're probably about $400 guitars, you know? Right. But I gave them away. I gave them away to, to the kids that from the high school. I did it for three years straight, you know? And that was a cool thing. So I didn't get a chance to play them. You yeah. know? So when I got this one, I was like, this one, it just it's clear. Yeah. You know? And, and it, sound, it feels good. You know, and only thing I didn't like, I'm going to take it to my guy, is the, is Fred here, you know, yeah. little the sharp, sharp here, you know, and yeah. some areas, yeah, 
but that's the only thing I didn't like about it. But yeah. Tone wise, look wise, it's like okay. Yeah. Sounds, sounds really good. Yeah, man. You know, Schechter makes good stuff. I bought a, uh, it's, it was actually, you know, it was probably a metal guitar. It was called an Apocalypse. Mm. I, I bought it because it had the Sustainiac pickup in the neck. Oh, really? Because I really wanted to try that out. And I, I mean, I ended up selling the guitar and I regret <laughs> selling it, but uh, it was a great guitar, man. It was super light. It had an incredibly fast neck. Wow. The tone was amazing. It was it had a Floyd Rose, which I'm not a fan of. Right. But uh but it was a good guitar, man. It was a really, really nice guitar. And I know that they make some nice stuff. I've seen the new uh um uh, telecasters, I think it's called uh Sun Nice or Sand Nice or I don't know, something crazy in that. It's beautiful guitar, but uh looks really really nice but i'm sure it plays great just like yours says okay is that a yeah is is that a that's a bb king okay yeah. cool so yeah. i had it when i got it um this guy called me he's, he's a mom and pop uh music store and so he says hey john we got a bb king but it's an epiphone but it's you know you can do what you want to do the guy just put some 57s in and he wants to trade it so I'm like, okay, let me go down. Went down there and saw it. I'm like, okay, I want it. And so he said, I talked, he called the guy, right? He got put on a consignment. He called the guy, the guy that came in. He says, oh, I said, what you want to trade it for? Well, I had some fenders at the house. He said, I'd like to have a strat. I'm like, I got that. <laughs> so I went back to the house to grab a strat, you know, and it, it, we traded right across, the, right across the board. It was like, okay, I'll take that. So yeah. I looked at the 57s. I'm like, oh, they're about four, 400 and some dollars a piece. Yeah, they're nice pickups. Yeah, I'm like, I'll take that, man. You know, and then I took it to my friend has a uh, a shop where they do these wraps on these cars. Uh-huh. And so he was he thought I was crazy. I said, look, I want to wrap a BB King on my on my guitar. He was like, dude, you must be crazy. I said, no, no, <laughs> I put it on there. And he put it on there, man. And it's been on there. I've had this guitar mm, eight years now. Yeah. And it's 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 like brand new. Nothing, no scratches, no nothing. Just yeah, you know. And it's it's got the you know the selector and the whole deal. And uh, I yeah. challenged this guy. I was like, he said, but it ain't, it's not a Gibson. I'm like, dude. Yeah, you don't get hung up on that. You know, don't get don't get lost in the in that right yeah. there. Okay, I said yeah. they all. Pretty much Gibson and, and Fender. If this if it didn't come from the, the shop here, more than likely it came from Taiwan or Korea or Japan right. or one of those spots, you know, no matter yeah. what it is, you know. Right. You know? Yeah, those those are nice. And those pickups are amazing. I have 57s. I have I actually here, I, I got it. Rose right here. I shouldn't just run around like this. Yeah. That's what those are. Those are the yeah. Gibson 57s yeah. also. Wow. Yeah, and I've got it in a I've got it in a Korean Epiphone Sheridan. Mm. You know, I put the 57s in it, you know, in there cuz they're wow. Those are the best. I mean, they're and great great the, Gibson pickups, yeah. The body it just it was just loaded with body, man. I was like, "Wow." Yeah. You know, so yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. 
Yeah. And so what do you, uh, when you play live, what are you playing into? Uh, I just changed over, man, because, you know, I've, I've had pretty much every kind of amp you can name. And the last one that I had in California, I just got rid of it three weeks ago, was the Fender uh, DeVille. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was killing me. Every time I take it out, it was just killing me, killing me, killing me, lifting it up, putting it in the car, taking it out. Put it. So it was like, okay, I'm done with that. And so my friend that, that works at Guitar Center, he says, look, we got these katanas in. Oh, okay. Everybody's bragging about it. And I'm like, okay, well, let me let me hear it. Let me come by and hear it. I stop by there. I said, wrap it up. Okay, <laughs> two. This is one here. I have here, one here in Georgia, and one in uh, in California. So, and I also have a black star. Also. Oh, okay. And I have I had the uh, I got rid of the Bogner, uh, the Line Six Bar, the one with Line Six Bogner. Right, the DTs. Yeah, yeah. So I got rid of. It. I was like, that's way too much. I had four twelve running around trying to play little club gigs. <laughs> <laughs> I roll that in, and people look at me like. Oh hell, it's gonna be loud. I was yeah. like, no, it's not gonna be loud. It's on it's up to me if I turn it up loud. <laughs> but it, right, right. The look of it, it, it looks like it's gonna be loud. So yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have moved away from the 412 cabinets. I know personally myself, you know, my main cabinet is a 310, mm. but I use a lot of 212 cabinets. I've got a couple of the small Marshall ones. Oh wow! Uh, though you know the I don't know if you saw the new Plexi they had come out as like a twenty watt Plexi Marshall did, but the cabinet that goes with that it's really really small. It's got two Celestians in it. Really, and uh, you know, and then the the head is you know is a Plexi head. It's the JMC nine or eight hundred head. But I went to all all small stuff. I've got the DT twenty five. I've got oh, a wow. couple of quilters. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I've got small amps. I've got a dirty shirt, dirty Shirley, a small twenty watt dirty Shirley. Hmm. You know, I've got the Fender Bass Breaker seven watt. Wow. You know, because I I don't know, man. I can go to a gig with some of these amps. Yeah. And and pull yeah. it off easily. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you ever seen a quilter, but a quilter's yeah, uh, yeah. I played it, played that damn. I'll make that oh, big. A little bit. I was like, what the world? Yeah. It, it sounds great. Yeah. It, it sounds great. I played it at NAM. I was like, the guy was like, what do you think? I was like, no, it does the right thing. You know, yeah. it does the right thing. So I think it's, a, they're smart. They're smart amp to have simply because if your amp uh, ever goes out, like if you got a head cabinet that's, that's not a combo and the head goes out, well, you got a backup that right. weighs three pounds that you can carry in a back sack, you know, a backpack. Or if your combo goes out, you can, you know, unplug the speaker box. and plug right. the speaker. Yeah. Right. Just a little box. What, what, what he sold me with this, with this katana is it goes from five watts. Yeah. To 50, from 50 to 100. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, it's loud. That 100, <laughs> you, you can't know. You yeah. can, I can say in this room. And it was like, it was loud. And I was like, okay, sold. You know, but then the price was like, Three ninety nine. I was like, "Well, that's an easy sell," you know. Yeah, yeah. So. I know a lot of people have, you know, that have them. In that, I know uh, my good friend Tomo. You know, he plays. Yeah, he plays yeah. through it all the time. You yeah. know, so Ooh. yeah, it's 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 exciting to know that there's some other things that's out there besides. Yeah. Used to play, you know, back in the day, you know, because 
you know, back in the day, if you didn't have a Fender Twin, you wasn't a player. <laughs> so, right, yeah. You, know, you remember, you was like, okay, so it was like, well... But, you know now it now it's with a lot of people it's either a deluxe reverb or a princeton or something right. like that but you know it's it's like i don't know you just get tired of sounding like everybody else everybody else, everybody else. you everybody know else. it's like everybody plays through those and so that's one of the reason you know i use a foosh head and i use a little walter cabinet and you know and the pedals that i use are off the the beaten path, you know, not right. everybody's using a tube screamer, right. everybody, right. you know what I mean? Or the soul food or right. whatever right. it is. And, and those are great pedals. Don't get me wrong. I own them, but you know, at some point in time, you gotta, you gotta carve out your own sound. Yeah. That's what for me is like, okay, I, I know what, what I'm looking for when I'm playing and what I want to hear. And, um, uh, like these type of amps, like this one in my, the Line Six and stuff like that, the the uh, Black Star stuff like that. That you can actually dial your your tone in, you dial it in. Yeah. You know? Now it, you know coming out the box, yeah, you you gotta if you're not used to configuring your you know your your tone or whatever, then yeah, it's gonna create a hassle for you. But yeah. For me, it's like I like sitting in this room figuring out, okay, this is what I'm going to sound like when I hit the stage every yeah. time. So, you know, rather the knobs that somebody come by, you say, what I love about it, somebody can come by and twist all those knobs. When yeah. I hit this, this floor, this pedal, my settings is going to pop right back in. Right. Right. You know, so, right. Like, you know, and I know being from Chicago, man, we, we used to open up for some people that didn't like my band, you know, and yeah. they, the other opposite band would come by and change all your change all the settings you know yeah before they get off the stage <laughs> even nowadays when i when i did open for uh uh when, when i play i played with uh o'brien this guy named o'brien from capital records and we just we did the funk festival and we have to use the back line and stuff so the cat that's playing already playing he gets off the, gets off the stage but i see him before he get off the stage he goes like this on all the, the knobs on the amp that I'm supposed to play out of. So whatever <laughs> sound, right? So you already know whatever sound he was getting, which was great. Yeah. I got to go back and reset that whole thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I was like, oh, that ain't gonna never happen no more, man. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, cause it, 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 they took the time to dial that in. Now you got to go try yeah. to dial that tone back in. Yeah, that's messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> so, so you got a website, John? Yeah, uh, it's a Wix. It's a Wix site. Uh, uh, music dot com. And what was the name of the last album? The the album you had just came out last year. The journey home. The journey home. Yeah. In that, and so I appreciate uh, some time and getting to talk to you about what's going on in the cars. Yeah, man, it was is a blast. I appreciate your support, you know, through social media and the friendship that we've we've started, even though it's long distance and just through social media. <laughs> Maybe someday, you know, one of us will play near one another. Hey, yeah, you going you going to the the Blues Fest, Chicago? Uh, wait, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. But if you're in, are you coming to town for that? Yeah, I'll, I'll be in town. I'm gonna. Uh, Rico's playing uh, on the center stage, so the main stage. So I'm gonna come 
Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Well, I'm, I might go up then. You know, I got away from going to the blues festival simply because it's, it was, it always felt like it was the same people. Same oh, people. for me, it's the same people I can see any night of the week the kingston mines or buddy guys or whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i get it for people traveling in from other countries and stuff it's an experience but back in the old days man they used to have a lot of different people you know and now they just it's just not the same so well, rico said they cut it down from 12 acts to, to uh from 12 stages to three stages now wow so yeah that's too bad that's too bad <laughs> anyway anyway right, you know maybe i'll get an opportunity to see you then until sure. then i wish you all the best luck with what you're doing there john right back at you again thank you so very much for having me all right thanks for being on i'll all talk right. to you later all yep. right brother. all right man i hope you enjoyed that conversation with john Kerry. i want to thank john so much for participating in guitar talk it was a blast uh chatting with him once again, you know, go to Facebook or Instagram or any of those places where you can find John Kerry and uh, follow him and make sure you go see him play live when he's in your area and support him by buying his uh, new music in that. Uh, also, go to guitartalkofficial.com, sign up for our newsletter. Man, we've got so many great people coming up. We've got Ted Nugent, John Five, Andy Powell from Wishbone Ash. I mean, I, literally, we've got just a ton of great people coming to the show. So, uh, so go there and make sure that you're uh, staying, you know, posted on what's going on. And I will see you next Wednesday, right here on Guitar Talk. Thanks a lot. I'm Jimmy Warren.